This is Speaking of Writers. I'm Steve Richards. Legendary Giants coach Tom Coughlin takes readers inside his coaching masterpiece, Super Bowl Forty Two, when Eli Manning and the underdog Giants beat the undefeated 18-0 Patriots of Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. The book is a giant win inside the New York Giants' historic upset over the New England Patriots in that Super Bowl. It's by Tom Coughlin and Greg Hanlon. Tom Coughlin, former National Football League head coach who was part of three New York Giants Super Bowl winning teams, twice as head coach. He won his first Super Bowl while an assistant to legendary coach Bill Parcells in 1990. In 2004, he joined the New York Giants for 12 seasons as head coach, leading the Giants to two Super Bowl victories, both times beating the New England Patriots. Coughlin ranks as the 14th winningest coach in NFL history with an overall record of 170 wins. Greg Hanlon is an editor at People Magazine who has written for Sports Illustrated, the New York Times, and Slate. His writing has been anthologized in the best American sports writing. He was a 2015 finalist in national reporting for the Livingston Awards for Young Journalists. He is the co-author of Watch My Smoke, the Eric Thickerson story. Happy to have Greg Hanlon join me now here on Speaking of Writers. Greg, welcome to this program. Hey, thanks for having me. So how did you get together with Tom Coughlin and come up with the idea for this book? So I got to know Coach Coughlin from my work at People Magazine. Tom is very into his pediatric cancer charity. Uh, it's called the J Fund, and it supports families um, who have a child uh, you know, suffering from cancer. And I wrote a, a bunch of articles for, for uh, People Magazine and our website, people.com, um, about the charity and about Coach Coughlin's work. It was kind of a, a perfect juxtaposition of this kind of famously hard-nosed football coach with, you know, with, a, with a really good heart and with the soft side um, and who uh, cared you know, just as much about his, um, about his charity work as his coaching. So I got to know Coach Coughlin that way. You know, I I, I I got the sense that that coach was was eager to um, you know relive the Giants years. It's been 15 years since that Super Bowl. I think a a um, a look back with a more sort of historical view um, was in order, and I think that he was feeling that. I think that during his career, he had often you know butted heads with the press. He's such a locked in guy. I mean, even in the, in the book, he describes himself as a as a what's next kind of guy, and he can kind of lament that he's unable to kind of smell the roses and enjoy things while they're happening. Um, but rather removed now, um, it's been 15 years since that Super Bowl, and uh, just kind of the state of the state of the world, you know, with COVID and just all the acrimony the last five years. Um, you know, people have been have been knocked down. And I think, you know, we felt uh, the, the time was right uh, for an inspirational uh, story. We're chatting with Greg Hanlon. He, along with former New York Giants coach Tom Coughlin, have written a book, Giant, A Giant Win, Inside the New York Giants' Historic Upset Over the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl. Greg, the influence of Bill Parcells and Bill Belichick on Coughlin. I think Coughlin really respected Parcells and Belichick and Coughlin actually had a choice of assistant coaches jobs in, in, uh, before the, I think it was the 88 season, before the 88 season. Um, Chuck Knoll, the legendary Steelers coach wanted to extend him an offer and so did Parcells. 
And Coughlin kind of looked at the situations, and he saw that the Giants were one of the premier teams, and you know, obviously they had already won the '86 Super Bowl. And Parcells was this young, you know, at the time, you know, sort of energetic, charismatic coach. And I think Coughlin thought that he could learn a lot from Parcells. And their styles just off the bat, even though they're very different people, Parcells is sort of more of a of a schmoozer. He's more seductive, you know. And Coughlin's a, a you know a, all about the work. I think kind of at heart they're very similar. Um, no nonsense, nothing extraneous. Just like what is important. Like, what is the work that we have to do? They both have, like, a, a singular ability to kind of focus on on what exactly was important uh, and a similar desire, um, you know, to get it right. Uh, Belichick was on that staff, and Belichick was the defensive coordinator and uh, also coached the defensive backs. And in our book, we have an anecdote of Coughlin, who coached the wide receivers. His capacity for work and Belichick's capacity for work were exactly the same. And so those guys who were just complete horses for work would, you know, after, after the official practice time, Belichick wanted to see, a, you know, ha- have his uh, defensive back see a certain look. So he'd ask Coughlin to give his receivers a look. And you know, vice versa, Coughlin would want the receivers to work against a certain defense. So he would ask Belichick. So those guys really kind of, you know, made each other better. Um, and made those Giants teams better in, in the late 80s and early 90s, culminating in the short term in the Giants Super Bowl in 1990 and culminating in the long term with you know, Belichick's story career and, and Coughlin's uh, legendary career and, and, and meeting again in those two Super Bowls after the 07 and uh, 11 season. Yeah, Coughlin knew uh, Belichick uh, pretty, uh, pretty well going into the Super Bowl. Well, they had just met in the, in the regular season, these two teams, too. What was Coughlin's relationship like with Eli Manning? One of mutual respect. I think they were, in a way, they were, uh, on its face, they were not the best fit for New York because neither of them was the Joe Namath, neither of them was the Joe Torrey, neither of them was the Parcells, you know, who, who kind of played into the larger-than-life narrative and who seduced the press and had all these you know, witty one-liners and was on the back pages of the paper. Looked at one way, they were an odd fit at, at heart, and, and sort of as it played out, they were actually the perfect, because these guys were all about focusing on the task at hand. They were all about the things they needed to do to get better. Better. They were all about sort of growing as, as people and as, you know, in their profession. And they were just totally locked in. And so all the noise, and there was a lot of noise. Press wanted to run Coughlin out on a rail, on a rail multiple times in his career. Eli was seen as, as basically a, a you know, not a total bust, but he was seen as a disappointment uh, after year three of his career. Even even in the 07 season, uh, towards the end, the Giants swooned, and Eli had some really bad games, and and he was being practically written out of town. These guys didn't care; they were just wired the same way. Again, different personalities. Coughlin's a little more intense. Eli is easy. Eli is mellow. But really kind of fundamentally what made them tick was exactly the same. And that proved to be an incredibly successful partnership. Eli Manning, the leader on offense, the other big leader on the team was Michael Strahan. And talk about Coughlin's relationship with him. He has so much respect for Strahan. The the quote in the book is that uh, Michael Strahan is the greatest natural leader that he's ever seen. And he has just 
so much respect for Strahan's capacity for work. I mean, as a player, just how he would work on, on every aspect of technique, how he took run defense just as seriously as pass defense, how there was no kind of competitive task that was beneath him. If they were running plays in practice, Strahan would compete with the other guys to be the first person to touch the ball carrier. He was just an absolute uh, horse for work. And when your superstar is wired that way, that sets the tone for the whole team. With Coughlin and Strahan, it did not start off on a good note. Strahan has a very strong personality. Uh, he has a lot of charisma. He had a lot of respect in that locker room. And when Coughlin uh, came in, it was kind of an approach that, that the team was not um, where it needed to be, where the mindset of the, the team was not where it needed to be, and that he needed to break a few eggs to make an omelet. Strahan took umbrage at that. And the two buttered heads initially. And Strahan, I think, is, is on record as saying that, you know, he's going he's gonna to play one year, he's going to finish the, the Coughlin's year out, and then he's going to go somewhere else. Well, that turned quickly because I think Strahan realized what Coughlin is really all about. And that's, and that's winning. And it's also fairness. Coughlin's a very ethical man. I think a lot of the time Beck got lost with his hard-driving style with some of the narratives surrounding him as being, you know, the drill sergeant, Colonel Coughlin. But at heart, Coughlin is a really moral human being. And Coughlin gives people a fair shake. And he has his rules, and this is what players say about him. He has his rules, but you know what the rules are? He's straightforward about them. There's no double dealing. There's no double crossing. And if you abide by his rules, which isn't that hard, you're cool with him. You're good with him. And Strahan has said something to the effect of, you know, Coughlin's practices physically we're not. We're among the easiest of all the coaches that he's ever had. It was just. A, it was just all about being on your p's and q's, and knowing what he wanted and delivering. And I think, kind of in any work setting, that's sort of what we ask of our bosses, right? Tell me what to do. Just communicate openly. Be, you know, be honest. And I, and you know, I'll, I'll get it done. I'll deliver. Um, and once Strahan realized uh, what Coughlin was all about, to immediately have profound respect for each other, and that only grew and grew and grew through the years, and now they're great friends. As Coughlin is with Eli and a lot of these guys, he, he has you know almost a, a fatherly relationship with them. Yeah, and Coughlin points out, too, how he was not surprised and has not been surprised about Michael Strahan's success off the field now and in TV. Yeah, absolutely, and he cites his work ethic and just the things that Strahan does with he's got a show on Saturday, he's got you know, uh, uh, Good Morning America, uh, every day of the week, the guy's up at, you know, five in the morning and, you know, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. And then he's in the studio on Sunday talking about football where he's incredibly prepared and knows every single player in the league and knows all the strategies and all that. So, you know, as Coughlin said, the guy's capacity for work is second to none. Greg, what would you like readers to take away from this book? You know, I always saw Coughlin as a Mount Rushmore figure in, in New York sports history. Now, I saw him up there with the Parcells and the you know, Stengels and the Joe Tories and the you know, Red Holtzmans and those guys. And I never felt that he really got that recognition. And some of that is, is his personality, uh, which is self-effacing. He's not the type of guy to, to write his own mythology. He's not the type of guy to open up. You know, he's really so laser-focused. He's about the work. Um, he's about what's next. And what I wanted to accomplish uh, working with him on this book is to get him to open up and to show who he really is and who that is is a is a really good guy 
is a good person, is a very passionate person, is a person who cares about people. And I wanted to bring that across in the hopes that, you know, as the kids say, that, that he would get his flowers. And I think, you know, the Giants are, are having a great year this year, but the last, uh, basically ever since uh, uh, they parted ways with Coughlin, it's been a real struggle. And I think people are really coming around to appreciate a lot of the things that, you know, maybe they didn't in real time. Um, and I hope this book brings across the human being who is a New York sports legend. Will he ever coach again? I don't think he'll coach again. I think he'll be involved in the league. He loves the game. Uh, he loves breaking down film. He loves just the game. He loves everything about the game. He loves the strategy. He loves, he loves how hard it is. He loves the contact. So I do think he'll be involved in the league or with the team in some capacity. As far as being on the sidelines, I, I think um, you know the guy is, is 75 years old as a head coach. I mean that you know that, that would be, I think, unprecedented. But I do think that uh, that he'll be involved. And and this guy has, I mean, just this guy's football mind. It's really incredible. Just the elephant memory that this guy has. I mean, attention to detail. Um, we were talking about just you know, the book basically focused play-by-play of the Super Bowl. Yes. And just his ability to break everything down um, to the most granular level, the level of specificity, the angle of the footwork, of the release of the wide receiver and the, you know, the technique that the uh, defensive tackles are playing and the shade of the shoulder you know, and, and the uh, kinesiology of, you know, of, of how that uh, sort of works with his foot position. I mean, the guy, it, it, it was really kind of an amazing experience going over the film with this guy. Um, oh, it must have yeah. been all, you know, outside leverage, the strategy in football. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that is his passion. And that's, and that's what wins, as, as he is quick to point out, you know, there's all the media narratives and the way football gets talked about. Most of those narratives are crafted by people who don't know anything about outside language, <laughs> who don't know anything about, you know, uh, shade technique and, you know, a million other things. Um, and, you know, his passion is for those little details. This is a great book. It is um, a giant win inside the New York Giants' historic upset of the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl. The authors Tom Coughlin and Greg Hanlon. Greg, thank you so much for joining me. Steve, thank you so much. I had a great time. And this is Speaking of Writers.